On this episode, we did experience some technical difficulties with our first remote podcast, uh, so please just bear with us, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to At The Lodge Masonic Podcast. All of the opinions in this podcast are ours and ours alone. We do not speak for any lodge or for any grand lodge. Thank you for listening. Welcome to At The Lodge Masonic Podcast. I am worshipful brother Logan Embry. I'm brother Bruce Maxwell, Livermore Lodge number 186, current sitting secretary. And we did find out that uh, your term, the term worshipful does fit for you as well. It does. Awesome. I get to start using that one now. <laughs> and and uh, today we also have a special guest on here. And brother, I'm not even going to try to butcher your name like Bruce did in Lodge. So I will let you introduce yourself. I am brother Delvin Asofaifa. I am the current secretary of King Solomon Lodge number eight in Lexington, Kentucky, of the jurisdiction of the most worshipful Prince Hall Grand Lodge of Kentucky. Outstanding. That is a mouthful. (laughs) It is awesome to have you on here, brother. I know uh, you came out and visited our lodge, I think it was back in December. Yeah, you made one of my lodge goals come true, so... It was the personal goal of mine that during my year as master, we have cross visitation with Prince Hall. And between you and Brother Kroom, you made my dreams come true for the year. I really, really appreciate that. It was outstanding. Well, I have to be honest and say it was one of my most favorite lodge visits ever. Um, The hospitality and, of course, it wouldn't be a night without receiving the goat trophy you have to talk about the goat trophy and uh, so um yeah i have officially traveled to 50 different lodges and in fact for me personally i was raised january 3rd 1997 and I don't believe that I actually became a Mason until October of 21 when I started to travel to different lodges. So I want to sincerely thank you brothers at Livermore 186 for the hospitality that I received. And um, I'm looking forward to my next visit there. We're looking forward to having you come out. I mean, uh, you know, what's the saying? Uh, We'll love you so many different ways. You got to like one of them. There you go. So, yeah, it's definitely been good times. Traveling is what makes masonry great. It really is. I, I just can't get enough of it. Absolutely. But, Brother Delvin, if you could just kind of give us a little bit of uh, kind of what brought you into, made you want to join the fraternity and, and kind of your, your journey in the, in the craft. I suppose it started when I was in college. I was a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, which is the first African-American collegiate Greek fraternity in the United States. 
And I wanted to, because our thing is, our nickname is Alphas. And as you can imagine, the whole persona and bravado that goes with being literally an alpha male. And um, we had character and our motto and the community service. And I then ended up talking to a mentor in Alpha Phi Alpha. And he was talking about Freemasonry, but I didn't know what Freemasonry was really. So it was kind of just things like, um, yeah, um, the fraternity is good, but there's a much older fraternity than this one. And this, and then he wouldn't talk no more about it. And uh, so, yeah, I had a roommate at the time, also a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. And that mentor was actually his music teacher, um, who is Charles Little. Uh, I got to give a shout out to him in Lexington, Kentucky, because uh, Charles Little has taught and worked with many of the uh, great people who have come out of Lexington who are classically trained in music. So, um, but yeah, so basically through him, it allowed me to know more about Freemasonry and I decided to join along with my roommate and one more brother. Outstanding. That's awesome. So the whole fraternal experience has just kind of been a natural transition from one into the next. Got you back. Yes, indeed. Gonna have a little editing work to do now, but it's all good. No problem <laughs> at all. <laughs> so I don't even remember where you were. They just joined. Just joined. Uh, we were talking about the transition from one fraternity to another. Yeah, um, I think that when I was a member of the uh, fraternity as a young man, the uh, college fraternity, being around mostly guys around my age and then transitioning into Freemasonry where you not just had college educated people but you had salt of the earth people in a myriad of professions and uh it was almost like a grown-up fraternity so to speak it was it was a, a whole different more mature level of where it would seem like a natural evolution from i suppose your childish college ways to a more professional and uh, spiritually grounded fraternity. I said there would even be some links for brothers that started out in uh, D-Malay and then moved their way over towards Freemasonry from D-Malay, even to an extent, but it'd be a little bit more on the uh, same feel between the two versus going from the college fraternity into Freemasonry, but 
it makes a smoother transition. It's something I didn't have. Would have been interesting to have had that experience. Yeah, I, I could uh, agree with you. So you said you've been to 50 lodges already. What's some of the highlights of the lodges you've seen out there? Things that you really think people need to go see? Wow. Okay. Um, off the top of my head, I would have to say Lexington Lodge number one to begin with. And um, it's because they seem more classical in their approach to Freemasonry. Um, I think that um, you have to go to Hiram Lodge number four, where I'm an honorary member. Um, one of the most beautiful lodges that I've seen in a in the jurisdiction um i think that um you have to also consider going to any of the myriad of lodges that meet in the prince hall grand lodge of kentucky in downtown louisville um that is an uh, ancient building as well um there's a lot of uh craftsmanship in that building a lot of history there um and it goes back to a time when freemasonry was the cornerstone of the community and provided the outlet for other organizations to meet um whether you're talking about for civil rights meetings or if you're talking about weddings or um, any other type of community event that would bring people of that neighborhood together. That's awesome. Now, Lexington and Hiram have definitely been on my list of to go visit, as well as your lodge. I want to get up there one of these days in the very near future and get to visit with y'all just because I already know somebody there and it's easier to come in the door when somebody knows me already versus uh, coming in the door and uh, being a brand new face to everyone in the room. Uh, but from there, I'd definitely like to branch out and see more and more of the Prince Hall lodges across the state just because it's a branch of Freemasonry I haven't got to explore that deeply yet. Uh, the book that you printed off for me, I've started reading through that and that's been awesome. I love the history. So the deeper I get into that, just the more I'm enjoying it. Uh, talking about the book that we printed off. Okay. Yeah, I've definitely enjoyed getting to read the history in the book that you printed off for me. I've got about two chapters into it. I'm looking forward to getting the rest of it read. Um, so with Prince Hall, I'm not as familiar with y'all's lodges just because I hadn't had the chance yet to go and visit. I know in ours membership has become a real issue are y'all seeing that on your side as well what i will say is yes and no and i say that from the perspective that as you have some lodges that seem to have a positive net membership you have others with a net uh, negative membership 
And so if you're talking about the jurisdiction overall, I would definitely say we seem like we are more on the decline. Um, and I think that it's definitely a problem that if we don't address yesterday, we're going to find ourselves going by the way of the dinosaur. I know that's something that me and Logan have been combating pretty hardcore there at Livermore. And it was one of the things that going into this year, we were both real uh, anxious about was, you know, if we don't get some new members in, even though next year is going to be our 175th anniversary, uh, is the lodge going to be there? And thankfully we got two EAs coming on strong right now, soon to get their fellow craft degrees. So, and they've been super active showing up to our open installation, showing up to some of our community events. So I'm really stoked about them. Um, but Logan, go into a little bit more about what we're doing this year and kind of how we're working on changing stuff at Livermore. And I'd love to kind of, after that, hear your take on what your lodge is doing as far as addressing the issues. Yeah, so this year my plan from the east is uh, death by a thousand cuts basically so we are uh, I, I filled the schedule up uh, at least I've got it booked all the way up till August and then I've already got some ideas to fill in after there but what I've done is I've gone through and every month I have at least one community wide event anything from a breakfast to an easter egg hunt supper chili dinner uh, we're posting a three and a half degree here in a couple weeks which you you are more than welcome to come out bring the family it's a great time uh, the eastern star ladies come up and they kind of put on a making fun of us what they think we do in our degree work there's a live goat involved it, it's a great time we'll have a good meal beforehand and then a lot of laughs on that uh, but then we're going to go out and uh, on like uh, Memorial Day, we're going to go out and do something, put some flags out on some graves or something. Fourth uh, of July for that, like we're going to just set up a booth at uh, the firework area and just hand out some drinks for free, just some water and some tea and things. And so my goal is to just get into the face of the community. You can go two blocks away from our lodge and ask the neighbor down there where the Masonic Lodge is, and, and they can't even tell you. We've been there since, in that building since 1924. So not only next year will be our 175th anniversary of our lodge charter date, but it'll also be the 100th anniversary of our building. Uh, so we're just trying to get into the public as much as possible and then uh, the goal there is is that if people start to see what we do and what we're about then maybe it'll attract some like-minded brethren and like-minded people that want to become brethren that's kind of where we're at right now so that, that's my tactic I guess <laughs> So on your side, Delvin, what are you and your lodge brothers working on doing in the community for the upcoming future to work on, I guess, awareness and 
growth there? One of the first things that I can tell you is that we are uh, involved with community action. We have one of our brothers, Tim Johnson, who is actually the CEO of the United Way in Lexington. And we are definitely planning on partnering with them. Um, We are um, looking forward to establishing a three-pronged approach to trying to change the culture in underserved communities through establishing chess teams and tournaments, spelling bees and math bowls. Um, We are also trying to work on getting our message out there through technology. We have a Facebook page. Uh, We have recently updated our website, which is uh, continually a work in progress. Um, We have an Instagram page. So we are really looking forward to networking with not just other uh, Masons and fraternal organizations, but we're looking to continue building on uh, current relationships we have like with the Kentucky Colonels where last spring we uh, helped out with their uh, annual day of service, uh, which they actually do twice a year. Uh, but we helped out with the one they did last spring and unfortunately we can't help this spring because it is a day when our lodge actually meets but so those are some of the things that we are working on at King Solomon 8 that's a powerful connection being able to work right there with the United Way that's something that a lot of folks wouldn't even have the opportunity to do so that's amazing I mean, it sounds like y'all are being very active in the community. All right. Hey, you got a few ideas there I want to steal. The uh, math bowl and the spelling bee. Mm-hmm. That might be some stuff I want to incorporate into Livermore Lodge and uh, promote that down at the elementary school that's just right down the road from us. That seems like some pretty awesome ideas. Well, not necessarily. Yeah, um, one suggestion I could give about the chess teams is if you are working with a Title I school, which is generically a, a school that is economically underserved, then the U.S. Chess Federation will provide materials to help you get started. That's interesting. That's a great resource. Hopefully there's a lot of brothers listening out there that are in those communities and they can grab hold of some of these ideas and run with them and be able to help out. In all fairness, uh, you have to be a 501c3 registered organization to receive that help. I believe there's two lodges out there that have that registration. I know ours does not, but well, that's what we do. We look at. No, we're not the five hundred three. We're uh, five hundred structure, but it's still there's there's plenty of ideas, and even without that funding, just getting in front of the kids and being there for their education and helping with that—that's all things that are going to go in the right direction. I know we have the bicycle program, but 
take it a step further from just encouraging attendance to encouraging academic excellence through the spelling bee and the math bowl. That's awesome stuff. One of the things that we would like to do as well, and this is generically because it's easier for tax purposes to go this route instead of doing direct cash. Um, the prizes would basically be Amazon or Walmart gift cards or something of that magnitude. And if you think about an underprivileged parent, stereotypically speaking, who sees their child playing on a pad or a PlayStation, Xbox or what have you, they might then slap them on the back of the head and say, what are you doing? You need to study for this uh, chess match. You need to study for this math bowl. You need to study for this spelling bee. Because then when those are looked at as economic opportunities, it then incentivizes people to produce more desirous behavior. Yeah, very yeah, that's very good input. That's uh I mean yeah, it's definitely it gives plenty of incentive there and it's just one more way we can reach out and help the community. So there's really at the end of the day never a one solution fits everybody but taking that multi-pronged approach there like y'all are between the chess the math the spelling you're going at it from multiple different angles whether you're teaching strategy or one of the other liberal arts there you're really getting in to the face of those families and giving them opportunities of education can be more than just the book work you can get something out of it and that may be just the push that the kid needs to be able to move forward. Yeah. Absolutely. And when people say that kids today are so different than kids of any other generation, I totally disagree from the perspective that they're all human. And throughout history, the humans are pretty much predictable. If you put their feet to the fire, they'll say, ouch. And if they do something well and they're rewarded for it, they will typically continue to do the thing they're rewarded for. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's, whether you're getting the switch or the carrot, it's still motivation. And sometimes some of these mamas will give them both. They'll give you the switch so you can get the carrot. <laughs> so, yeah, it's definitely good stuff on that one. Um, would definitely like to have you out at our three and a half degree. I can't say how much we enjoyed having you out there. You're definitely one of the goats of the lodge now, which that puts you in league with at least one past grandmaster, possibly two. I lost track of who all we've given go towards to, but everyone who's come out and helps the lodge out with a little bit of education, uh, giving the talk at our lodge. We make sure to get you a goat. It's just our way of saying thank you. It's a step under uh, honorary membership just because we don't have to vote on it. It's at the prerogative of the master that he gives the goats out for the lodge. And it's uh, a fun thing that I started as a senior warden and Logan has carried on after me. And I hope it goes on for many more years just because it's something really fun to do. 
Um, you said y'all have a website for your lodge. Shout out the website address so everybody can go and visit. KingSolomon8.org That's easy enough. There you go. Uh, we've just got our website up and running. It's Livermore Lodge 186.org uh, Definitely go out and check it out. I'm updating that thing weekly. I'm trying to get stuff up and going. There's tons of information there. We've just got the history of the lodge uh, put up there. I'm working on getting the list of past masters updated. I'm uh, getting towards the early 1900s now, so maybe in the next week or so I'll have them all typed out. Just for a second, I just want you brothers to know that I absolutely do plan to attend the three and a half degree. In fact, I've already talked to my wife about it and she's excited. Um, in fact, uh, I thought it was comical when I asked her, actually, what is it that you think we do in our meetings? And she said, I don't know. I guess you guys light candles and polish silver. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, of course, that. missing out. Uh, what's that? I said, I guess we need to get on. We're missing out. Prince Hall's over here lighting candles and polishing silver, and we're not doing any of that. Well, all we get, all we get, is the dirty old goat. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, all I can say is she's just one wife's opinion. So to imagine. A group of wives conspiring on what it is. Oh, I cannot wait. Oh, yes. They will dress up like old silly men. They'll put on big fake beards and they just go to town picking on Bib overalls, straw hats. Uh, it's, it's a hoop. You just got to be there to see it. Uh, only caution I got is be prepared. Your side's going to hurt for about the next three to four days. Because you're going to laugh so dang hard, you're going to pull a muscle. Almost guarantee it. It took me almost a month to recover. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. My wife's looking forward to it. And uh, I know that it's going to be another one of those signature moments in my journey in Freemasonry. Be sure to encourage as many of your brothers at the lodge there, King Solomon, as you can to come out and join you on that trip. Bring their wives, bring their children. Everyone is welcome. Uh, I can't say that one enough. We want everyone that ever yeah, had. I mean, our, our kids will be there. Wives will be there. It, it's just going to be a good time. Have by all. It's a night of comedy. Started out with some great food. And uh, you can't go wrong with that combination. It's hard to. Plus, the kids, if they, you know, any kids that show up, they get to play with the goat. Also got confirmation today of a date for our anniversary for uh, our lodge, where Grand Lodge is coming out. I'm going to be doing a rededication of our cornerstone laying on Sunday, May the 5th at 1 p.m. So that'll be a fun day. Be able to have the community out there for that rededication ceremony ought to be another great meal after church that day and just a fine time had ball uh, we'll be getting more events and stuff going in celebration of that year I figure we'll be celebrating all year long Brother Delvin you got anything that you'd like to uh, put out there just before we wrap this thing up for this evening 
Well, what immediate events I can think of are more shrine related and not blue house related. Um, we have a blood drive going on at Kentucky State University on April 29th at the Chappelle building between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Um, we are having our charity ball at the uh, last weekend in May here in Frankfurt. And uh, it's going to be at the uh, Capitol Plaza Hotel. Sounds like some awesome events. Oh, Brother Logan, wrap it up. Well, that's all I've got. If that's all y'all got, then uh, we'll catch y'all around. Everybody have a wonderful time. <laughs>